G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When you think of the Bible, you may be under the impression that its contents are dated and that surely modern wisdom has surpassed anything that could have been written thousands of years ago. What you very quickly begin to appreciate about the Bible, however, is that the Bible is the origin of many of our most important modern Western values. Our guest today says the study of the Bible should form an essential component of every young person's education. He's even written a textbook for use in schools called The Bible and Its Influence. Chuck Stetson, he's founder of the Bible Literacy Project and promotes the academic study of the Bible. He's in Australia as a guest sponsored by New Hope Capital. Chuck Stetson, welcome along to 2020. Well, thank you. Chuck, when we talk about the Bible, why is it that young people's education is incomplete without study of the Bible? Well, the, the, the basic issue um, is that without the Bible, you really can't understand the English language fully, English literature, history, art, music, or culture. Let me give you an example on literature. There are over 1,300 documented biblical references in the uh, 36 plays of Shakespeare. If you don't know the Bible, you don't know Shakespeare. Uh, and it, yeah, I, I'll give you another example. You, uh, you can't get past the first sentence of Moby Dick um, by Herman Melville, because uh, the uh, first sentence is, call me Ishmael. Well, who's Ishmael? Um, he's a biblical uh, character, although uh, the Norton Anthology, um, when they uh, uh, write uh, the um, uh, thing on um, uh, Moby Dick, uh, puts a footnote, he's a wanderer. You think uh, that's what uh, Herman Melville wanted you to know? So there's a certain sense in which young people missing an education about the Bible, in fact, graduate from high school and with degrees in university, and they have a large dimension missing in their understanding. Well, it's not only that, but um, I was just uh, over in Africa, and I was with a bunch of uh, leaders there, and I said, do you know how you got your freedom uh, in the 50s, uh, how... Uh, Britain backed off and let all these uh, colonies go. They didn't, they didn't know. Uh, it's all about the Atlantic Charter. And the Atlantic Charter, uh, which was passed in, uh, which was signed by uh, President Roosevelt and Winston Churchill in August 16, 1941, was a result of 11 meetings between Roosevelt and Churchill, uh, eight of which were attended by uh, Roosevelt's son, uh, Elliot. And he made notes, extensive notes, when his dad, who was a very strong believer in the Bible, uh, as uh, his, was his wife, uh, Eleanor, uh, he said, you know, the British Empire is over. It's not going to happen. Then uh, Churchill came back, well, what about trade with the Commonwealth? He said um, the same uh, thing. You know, uh, we have to let all these uh, places go free. That's why uh, the Philippines uh, was let go by uh, the U.S. in '46. 
India in 47. All these countries uh, in Africa were let go. Uh, the uh, Atlantic Charter was uh, uh, endorsed by 22 nations, became the basis for the United Nations, and that's why in New York we have the United Nations, not the United Empires. But people don't know that. Okay. It's very easy to pass the Bible aside and say it is old and dated, but it is, is it your impression that most people appear to think that the study of the Bible is somehow religiously devotional? Uh, there are other, other elements you're drawing attention to. Yes, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm finding that. I, I'm traveling around the world, and uh, there, there is some uh, strong sentiment there. What I'm trying to highlight uh, is that we did two studies uh, in the U.S., one with secondary schools, um, where uh, 96% of the secondary English teachers said that uh, kids are disadvantaged if they don't know the Bible when studying English literature. At my alma mater, Yale University, you cannot get an English degree without uh, knowing the Bible, because uh, they make you take a remedial course if you don't know the Bible. Um, so uh, you, you really do need to know the Bible um, uh, just to uh, navigate uh, the world around you, and that's what we're talking about. And of course, those elements of ethics, the rise and fall of a nation, indeed nations, uh, character of leadership, uh, the idea of good versus evil, these are some of the foundations that if you don't have these, somehow or other you're not likely to be as well-rounded in your education because these are where, as we were saying in the introduction, uh, Western values have come from. Well, I'll do one more for you. Um, how will you pass on character values? What kind of character values do you want to pass on to your children? Well, the Greeks in the 7th and 8th century B.C. used the Iliad. Oh, what's the first sentence of the Iliad? Rage, goddess, sing of the rage of Peleus' son Achilles. So the Iliad's about rage and revenge uh, and the like. Uh, what do you have in the, um, in the Bible? You have compassion, kindness, meekness, forbearance, forgiveness, and love. Okay, which which uh, set of character values do you want to teach your children? Okay, well, it's not a hard one for me to decide, uh, but for those who are legislators, policy makers, these are the ones that you need to convince when you're meeting with them around the world. What can you let us in on uh, so far as your discussions with policy makers here in Australia? Did you get a good reception? Were they open to the idea of yes? Teaching people the Bible in schools and in universities is a good thing? Uh, yes, uh, we've uh, been meeting uh, with parliamentarians both in uh, New South Wales and, and Queensland, uh, and there's uh, great receptivity in New South Wales, and um, they've asked us. Um, we're working with Kevin Donnelly, who was co-chair of the National Curriculums um, Group, and uh, uh, they've, uh, they've asked that... Uh, uh, Kevin, uh, give them, uh, a, a, you know, put together a proposal and all of that. And so um, what I can do is I can talk about the uh, what's going on globally, and I'll be in uh, Britain, Finland, Germany, and Switzerland in the next couple of weeks uh, talking with legislators there. I'm going, I'm on the uh, uh, road tonight uh, to the Philippines where I'll be meeting with uh, legislators in the Philippines. Um, you know, I can do that level, but uh, locally, uh, this all has to be done. And John Friskin uh, of New Hope uh, Capital and Grace Matthews are handling the uh, Australian thing. Uh, and contact, you know, it has to be in the Australian context. 
So you're looking after things globally. You'd like to have the sorts of connections here in Australia that could bring your textbook and even a movement towards having the Bible taught in schools and universities right down into the local community. Your textbook is called The Bible and Its Influence. Who would you like to see have that book uh, find its way into their hands? I'd like every single young person to uh, have exposure to it. Because what we did in that, um, I saw some research from Terence Copley, um, the late Terence Copley in uh, England. He did a study in England and New Zealand. And he said, uh, the study showed that if you connect the Bible to the world around you, you will continue to read it. If you do not connect the Bible uh, to the world, you'll stop reading it. So on every page, we connect it to literature, history, art, music, and culture. Um, and we get a great reception. 72% of the kids taking the course who come in absolutely knowing nothing, never really having read the Bible, start to read the Bible, are starting to read the Bible in the course, and 72% continue to read the Bible uh, after the course. Christian history and the place of the church in Australia is already really part of the national curriculum. Uh, but there's sometimes a disconnect. Uh, people who are making decisions, even at lower levels, as to what will be taught as part of the curriculum. What are your thoughts for people who would be a part of this, as you call it, a movement, uh, to make sure that the Bible is being taught in schools and universities? Uh, there's a lot of responsibility on, on mums and dads and their kids who are going through school and uni, isn't it? Yes, there are and uh, responsibilities here. And what we uh, found worked out uh, in the U.S., when we started in 2005, um, people uh, were saying, oh, no, you can't do that in public schools. But we um, put a campaign together, and uh, less than two years later, we had every major newspaper, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, L.A. Times, uh, Dallas Morning News, um, uh, endorse us. We even had the cover of Time magazine, Why the Bible Should Be Taught in Public Schools. I did the uh, Today Show interview. Uh, I've done three um, CBS Sunday morning cover stories, two of which were on the Bible. So it, it takes a little bit of time, but if you make your arguments carefully, uh, it's, it's irrefutable that uh, kids um, nearly need to know the Bible. We have um, 38 out of 39 English professors at Yale, Harvard, Princeton, and Stanford, and the like. Uh, they said an educated, they agreed that an educated person, regardless of their faith, knows the Bible. And that's where it is. And um, we've now changed the American people's thinking on that. Uh, it's a process, and it took a little bit of time, but that's where, that's where the thinking of Americans are today. That's the thinking of where the professors are today. And I'll encourage listeners in Australia to be in touch with New Hope Capital. They're your hands and feet on the ground in Australia. Your textbook is called The Bible and Its Influence. Chuck Stetson, founder of the Bible Literacy Project and promotes the academic study of the Bible. That website, one more time, teachthebibleinschools.org, where you'll be able to find the Bible and its influence. Chuck, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with our listeners today. Thank you so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.